Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. You are listening to the Work For It podcast. I'm Brian House. This show and all future and past shows are sponsored in part by the beautiful people at Patreon. If you're not a patron, consider becoming one for as little as $10.80 a year. You can financially support this show commercial-free. Also, we have MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. If you have any knife-making endeavors going on right now, please consider going to Maritime Knife Supply and purchasing the steel, the handle material, and all the tooling you will ever need to make that next knife of yours. And if you're looking for some really super amazing steels, Koi Baker over at Baker Forge and Tool has everything you need to become the next level knife maker you've always wanted to be. Go to BakerForge.com, find Baker Forge and Tool on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook for some awesome content and watch how their steel is made. BakerForge.com and MaritimeKnifeSupply.com are our sponsors. I'm about ready to blow the lid off of this bitch. Let's go, Brian. Hit it. Yeah, baby. Work for it, podcast. Ben Jammin Butler back in the studio as long as he can keep his pants on. He can. Keep, well, you know what? Fuck it, man. Take your pants off and Fuck stay it. on the podcast. I don't <laughs> even Let give fly, a shit anymore. Baby. And Brian Cohn of B. Cone Knives, we're coming at you live on a Thursday morning. You are getting it done. We're getting it done. We bring the value. We help you succeed. And you help us record this podcast by listening, supporting, sharing, and doing all the cool things you people do over on Patreon. Let's just by being you. Get, yeah, just by being you, baby. Just it's by. Easy. Anybody it's can sweet, do it. Sweet ass. <laughs> Gentlemen. Woo! Man. That was like two minutes and 30 seconds of straight up bullshit. I was trying Man. to top what Ben did in the last episode where he pulled all of that BS out of his head. And he was just like, you know what, guys? I'm really missing you. And I'm in Pennsylvania. And, and I'm not on a show sticks, today. In the sticks, man. In the sticks. I don't I have was. any internet. But magically, I can submit this video through I Instagram. I want you to know, I drove 35 minutes through the wilderness just to get enough service <laughs> to fucking send that. I was like, God damn it. Man, oh. I gotta get a new pair of these brunt workwear boots I've got on. I, this is getting, getting deep, deep in man. here. But... <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you? How are you guys today? Dude, Dude I'm good. Dude. I'm, you know, all this week has been a super down week for me just because mm. Emily and I have been doing nothing but packing and getting ready for the move, which we get our keys on fucking Friday. As the yeah. show comes out tomorrow, I'm getting my keys at one o'clock. 
start the move yeah, in. So baby. I've I got one day in the shop this week just because so, we're we're kicking ass over here. But so yeah. the shop shop build is first, right? So you'll, you'll <laughs> convert the garage. <laughs> I mean, swig of my smoothie when you said that. Here we go. <laughs> if if the three of us can get together and convince Emily, I'm sure we can make that happen. Oh, yeah. Amen. You have to do it, the it workshop first. Oh, come on. See, I always, it's kind of like, you know, when you work on your house, the, the excuse is, well, listen, honey, if, if, if I do the work, we buy just these three tools and it'll be like a fraction of hiring somebody else. So, you know, same with the workshop first. You got to build the workshop to work on the house. So I think it's pretty natural. You know, it's, it's only it's only right. <laughs> you know, set up. I, I don't disagree with you by any means. Yeah, yeah. Women don't see it that way, though. Well, <laughs> I guess their priority <laughs> to, to list each might their be own. just a little bit different. I've got I've got a, a list of things that I want to discuss for the show. And oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I want to highlight that Pickle Cutters is doing a raffle for his sister-in-law who is going through cancer treatments. Oh, and that raffle man. has become quite a monster. I know he's raised over $10,000 already awesome. for her. And also there's a like ton of prizes. Basically you buy into this, you buy into a you know, you buy a raffle ticket basically. And I don't know how he's breaking up the the gifts or the 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 stuff that people have sent in to um, as prizes, but Ben Siegel and I did a collaboration a long time ago, and when he so when Pickle started the raffle, my shop was in not in working order. There would be no way I'd be able to make anything, but Ben and I, Ben Siegel and I, had done a collaboration on a bunker knife. Um, a long time ago, we were going to raffle it off or something and whatever. We never ended up doing it. He sent it to me and it was, I dropped the ball. It's my fault. And then when pickle started his raffle, Ben messaged me and said like, Hey, you know, donate that off. Yeah. Yeah, Donate that bunker. So we submitted that. I know a whole bunch of people put, um, knives and gifts and prizes and money and everything else into a big barrel. So go Check out Pickle Cutters on Instagram, DM him, and you can wire him some money and you get included in the in that. And I think he's doing it up until next week. So you have until next week, but buy in because whoever wins that damn thing is going to I don't I don't know, but that's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it almost the feels like great shows up. I yeah. feel like he needs to like split it up over a couple different people because mm. it's a ridiculous amount. I of think he's gonna. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. he's got a plan for that. But uh, the poor but yeah, bastard. Yeah. The poor bastard that gets chosen for one of my knives. I f- I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they could use it for a white elephant gift or something. Hey, there, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, um, one thing that I wanted to another sort of. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm going to try to make this as positive as humanly possible, but Jason Knight's studio burned to the ground and he lost everything and his daughter and Liam Hoffman. Uh, so Tiger Lily and Liam Hoffman, they are doing a GoFundMe to, uh, help generate income for them to get their new shop up and running. And um, I've been in contact with Jason a little bit and we've been discussing some stuff. I'm not really going to talk about it just yet, but we're, um, we're, we're donating some things too to, to get their studio back up and running and getting yeah. them back online as fast as humanly possible. So if Jason Knight has provided you with any value or entertainment, which 
he probably has, probably has then yep. go go to the GoFundMe and fund that project um, to get him back up online because that's his livelihood. And, Insane, you know, he's man. off yeah. right now. And yeah. I will also tell you to go to his Instagram and just watch all of the footage that Jason's putting out and he's doing live feeds, uh, live streams right now. Yeah. And how positive he is remaining. I know. Which is like I know. insane Crazy. to me. But the guy is just not, he is not shaken by this. He's, at all. Just, he's just rock like, solid, man. Rock he's, solid. Uh, you know, I hadn't followed him a whole lot, to be honest. I'm not a knife maker. So he never really kind of came into my sphere. But then um, CJ Wilker, Wilkinson, uh, Faobear Forge, Faobar. Uh, she's a knife maker here. The, the one that, uh, won the, um, fundraiser for, um, oh, oh yeah. God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember anyway, this, uh, I yeah. made an apron for her and she messaged me mid November, I think just after Turkey day. And she's like, dude, you won't, or no, it was December. It was like the first week of December. She's like, you're never going to believe this, but I got into Jason Knight's, um, one of his classes, making an axe or something or a hatchet, I think it was, okay. uh, something like that. And so at that point, the worlds collided, you know, and I started following him and I just blown away by the guy, you know, about like just so humble, just so positive, just steady as a rock um, and obviously a hell of a knife maker. But um, so it's kind of a serendipitous worlds connecting there through uh cj and uh yeah it's it's un unreal you know like he said he's like look this shit happens to anybody and everybody you know he's like had nothing to do with knife making but uh what a what a shame yeah it, it's he you know he lost a lot in the fire yeah and the tooling a lot of his tooling was lost yeah. And the good news is, though, he was building a new studio somewhere I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Bad timing. Uh, that fire <laughs> could have happened, like, maybe a month later, and everything right. would have been, you know, moved at that point. But um, <clears throat> here's what I'll say. Uh, I know that, um, well, I wouldn't be the knife maker I am today, which is not a very good one, according to Brian Cohn, called bullshit talking <laughs> around with lately. But, uh, but without Jason Knight, you know, and – you know, Jason is like one of those guys who just he's like a man of the community, a man of the yeah. people who is like really humble and is connected with everyone. And there's a good reason why so many people follow his work. And it's because he's an inspiration. He's an educator. And he's like, if you think about it, a community of people who do any sort of hobby or business, they need people like Jason because he's the type of person that's going to keep that community glued together and to inspire a community to keep moving forward. And yeah. so when he lost all the, uh, you know, his tooling and his shop and all, I mean, I mean, just think about, think of in terms of how much stuff you guys have in your workshops, <sighs> just like down to abrasives, right? Uh, uh, you Dude. know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of sandpaper and abrasives and knife material, all of it was lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, the guy has to rebuild from basically nothing yeah. So, um, you know, go go find Tiger Lily's um, page, uh, the GoFundMe page for Jason Knight Studios. Also, Jason is doing a uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, which I yeah. bought into uh, right away. The day one, the Hummingbird project that he's doing. 
and that's been funded. The last time I looked at it, they were trying to raise, I think, like fifty grand, and they got the last time I looked at it, it was like seventy five thousand. So I, we know oh, that nice. they I have. Feel if last time I checked, that. it was way way past that. Let me go ahead and look it up. Oh, it was past wow. that. Okay, yeah, it, yeah, you good deal on that knife. I mean, you get yeah. two Jason knife knight knives. I mean, granted, they're production knives, and I'm sure you know he's got some hand in on it. But I mean, he's yeah. producing them. And uh, I think it was like $120 or something crazy. Yeah, it was cheap crazy like cheap. That. When I looked at yeah. it, I was like, how is he doing this? But I so mean, that's obviously, another like you say, way production, but. to support Jason's work and get him back online. Yeah. So, uh, Jason, we love you and appreciate yeah. you, man. And uh, whatever we can do to get you back up and running. I, I got a little taste of, of the the missing your shop when, over the holidays. I, <laughs> I, uh, my sister-in-law wanted a cutting board and you know, like, like a moron. I'm like, Oh yeah, no problem. I can knock one out really quick. You know, not a fucking clamp to be found, <laughs> you know, like sure. no clamps, nobody had any clamps, nobody had a sander, nobody, none of this shit, man. And it was the first thing I said three quarters of the way through it. I said, you know, everybody says, Oh, woodworking's easy or oh, you know, knife making's easy. Just jump in. It's really easy when you have a shop full of $10,000 worth of fucking tools. Sure. That's <laughs> my favorite don't... comment on YouTube, by the way, when yeah. people are like, yeah, I could build that too with <laughs> right. a $5,000 mill yeah. and, you know, and it's, uh, it's it was, it was good. You know, it was a good little reminder. Um, yes. and, and I agree there's, you know, I, Hey, at the end of the day, I made a fucking cutting board, right? Hey, look at you. I, I still was able to do it. Um, it, it just, it takes a little ingenuity, you know, yeah. I had, uh, taken a piece of plywood, laid all my glue, my pieces together, had them glued and then made some wedges, you know, and kind of wedged it together to clamp it together and ended up buying a sander. That was the one tool that I figured I could not do without, but other than that, mm. you, you, you can get shit done, you know, but to finish up that yeah. hummingbird from Jason Knight. So the goal on the Kickstarter was 7,500. Oh, and the okay. current the current pledged is uh, ninety six thousand five hundred fifty three. <laughs> so he wanted seven just, and a half grand and he's got a hundred of a hundred. Wow, that's awesome! I love it. I love, yeah. it. love it. And that, if that gives you any indication of the influence that Jason has in this community, yeah, it, that's a strong indicator. And so you know he needs our help. Um, you know, he, he's helped us and he needs our help now. So let's go do that. Uh, same with pickle. Let's go help out there and, you know, do your thing. Anyway, that's all on my list. Uh, I'm just looking at it here. Yep. Other than WFI projects. That's it. That's all I got. So nice, nice, nice. I'm so Ben. See you later. Ben, yeah. I hear show, all guys. about this trip you just went on. How, how was the trip? Dude, it was great. You know, I, we get back, we get back to PA a fair bit. And we're, we're very fortunate we are able to do that. We, we plan that every year, you know. We plan a couple of trips back to the motherland or the homeland and uh, budget for it and everything else. And we're always so glad that we do, you know. It's just with both sets of parents being about 30, 35 minutes apart, you know, my folks live in the woods and – Christie's folks live in town and we just kind of bounced back and forth. Got to, got to sit in a deer blind for four nights, maybe five nights with Jack, which was fun. First night was 
colder than a witch's tit, but <laughs> then it got warm. Um, but it was good. You know, we just, uh, did the, did the Christmas thing and the new years and, um, just pretty much lived it, you know, lived it up back there and kind of unplugged. Um, that was probably the biggest thing was just, you know, put the phone away, put the, put the devices away and uh, just be with people and spend some good quality time. So that was really a lot of fun. You know, it's um, like I said, really fortunate we get to do that. Did a little bit of farting around, like I said, with the cutting board. But, you know, other than that, we were just kind of outside a ton, bunch of sled riding. My, my old man, <clears throat> probably about five years ago now. Yeah, probably five. He, so, Jack wanted him to build a bobsled and, <laughs> and of course it was like a thing, you know, we were sled riding and Jack's like, ah, it would be awesome to have a, a bobsled. And I don't know, Jack must've been seven or eight at the time, six, seven, eight. Well, the next winter we come home and Papa has this contraption. He used, um, three sets of downhill skis and then a plywood body. This thing fits six fucking people. <laughs> He's got steering rigged up on it. So there's like two poles sticking up that you can, you know, pull one back and it turns that, you know, the opposite way kind of thing, you know, where the, the front, the front pivots basically. And the back has these two other sticks that you can help steer with. And the thing is like, it's like a damn death trap. Well, he, he painted it like neon yellow. <laughs> and uh, so it's ever since then, you know, we've been making little modifications and this, that, the other tinkering with the fucking thing. And well, this year he finally got it all honed in. And that son of a bitch ran like a real bobsled, man. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> So that was pretty fun. We we have the the property that uh, the house is on sits. There's two two pretty good sized hills, and basically they were old strip mines. And so we've got these two big hills. Well, we we ran the bobsled down the one main hill, ran right past the house all the way down to the main road. I mean, it was like a five minute oh run. <laughs> It was insane. Did it make you feel like you're on the Jamaican bobsled team? Yeah, well, of course, you know, Jack's out there reciting the whole damn movie practically. He was <laughs> I think he watched that like three times when we were back there, but it was pretty funny. And then Christy's dad's been having a bunch of deer come in over at his camp property, so a couple of really nice bucks, but they seem to be coming out after dark, so uh. we, well, he froze our ass off in a deer blind, but just fun. Just, just a lot of fun, you know, just to get out and be outside a ton. And I think that's the biggest difference back there. We spend so much time outside, which is cool. Which is yeah. crazy to me because you're in Boise. I mean, I feel like you're not that far from wilderness. No, we're really not. And we spend a good bit of time here outside. I think the difference is just having land, you know, property, and, and, uh, to get out, you know, and, and actually be outside in here, we get out several times a week, you know, we might go up skiing later tonight. Um, but so you have to be a little more intentional to kind of get to the woods here. You know, you're, sure. you're a 40 minute drive roughly from the woods there. 
you walk out the back door and you're you're in the fucking woods. So, so but yeah. Ben, your your sons are still in that younger era and time when they still love Christmas. What was yeah. like the big memory? Was <laughs> there like was there something that happened this this weekend that was just um it's gonna be a new core memory of mine or was it like a a Christmas mm. present that they're super am- amped about? I definitely. For Sam, so when the flood happened in the basement, right, the boys lost just a ton of toys. <clears throat> we had to toss board, you know, all kinds of board games, all kinds of puzzles, just all kinds of shit, electronics, all that. Mm. And Sam and I have been sort of researching RC cars and not just, you know, uh, not just your run of the mill RC car, but, you know, like legit several hundred dollar RC cars that uh, you can rebuild, you know, and change out the motor and all this kind of shit. Well, <clears throat> we threw we threw some of the insurance money together with Christmas money and everything else and got him like this beast of a four-wheel drive RC truck. And he nice. just fucking lost it. He loves that thing. <laughs> Is there like a track you run those things on? Because I've seen, I've seen, I've actually yeah. had a buddy who has gotten into those pretty heavy and like yeah. they build all these like ramps and, and mm-hmm. such that it's just wild. There's one here in Boise. I, I found out. Yeah. Through, through sort of researching it and talking to people at the hobby shops and different things, they do have races here. And yeah, I, I thought like, um, uh, D and D people were, were nerdy, but, RC car people are fucking major nerd. They're like, they're kind of like a crossbreed between a redneck and a nerd, you know, because it's like working on trucks and shocks and brakes and motors and all this like vehicle shit. And then it's like all nerding out on the technical aspects of it. And yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, pretty cool. So, Sam, that was definitely uh, probably. One of the cool memories from this trip with Sam was just how excited he got about that. And then just spending time with Jack in the woods, you know, I mean, shit, Jack's pushing 13. He'll be 13 in May and you start, you know, he's five foot six for Christ's sake. He's damn near as tall as I am, (laughs) you know? So it's uh, that coming of age, you know, and I think that's uh, the relationship really changes. And I don't think I've, I was or am quite ready for it yet, you know? <laughs> it's kind of weird. The man-to-man talk instead of, you know, just the little boy that you used to know. So, yeah. You know, I would ask a question about that, but I've literally... Who the hell wants to hear from a non-father asking a question about fatherhood? You know? <laughs> That's my favorite thing in the whole world is when somebody without kids likes to give me parenting advice. Right, right. right. I really find it so, you yeah, know, yeah. such a fresh perspective. Yeah, it's like a uh, priest telling you about marriage, right? <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention, I just got this uh this message in from Coy Baker in regards to the steel that they're oh, dropping yeah. this weekend Ooh. is the Chevron Ice Storm oh, steel. Oh shit, that's it's gonna cool. drop. It does sound cool. They're, the names they're the names are, are really phenomenal. Great. Yeah, they, I, I I imagine 
those guys sitting around beers in hand, you know, after yeah. a long day of forging and they're like, what the fuck are we going to call this shit? <laughs> right. And then like the drunkest Six guy in the room in. goes, Chevron Ice Storm, let's call it that. You know, like, and they're like, then everybody's like, woo, you know, that kind of thing. And you know, anyway, great name. So they're coming, they're dropping that steel this weekend, Saturday the nice. 7th at 8 p.m. And if you know anything about their steel drops, if you don't get there Goes early, fast, you will baby. miss out. And get this, if you use the code WFI10, you will get oh. 10% off of your purchase. The so Baker use Boys, WFI10 yeah. and make sure you get yourself a slab of the Chevron Ice Storm steel. And also, buy yourself a gallon of gator piss while you're at it. Yeah, baby. They'll throw it all in the same box, and it'll ship right out to you, and you will be on your way. Piss your money away with the Baker Boys. Speaking of that gator piss, I used that for the first time a couple of I years saw ago. you got some of that. How is it? What did that taste like? Yeah. <laughs> Lemonade? Uh, sadly, I did, not t- I did not try it. I, I, I had a couple of people on the live stream say, take a sip, take a sip. That shit will clean not. you out. Yeah, I'm sure I was hoping you would say it tastes like crocodile piss. Right. And, and, and then oh, it tastes like, like shit. What? Uh, it tastes just like crocodile piss. How do you but, know what that tastes like, Brian? <laughs> you didn't go along with a joke, so. Well, uh, you see, my great-great-granddaddy was a crocodile farmer. <laughs> he taught me, keep your colds away. <laughs> Goodness. Ooh. All right, gentlemen. All right, so we got the business out of the way. Uh, any spe- I, other than the move, Brian? Do you got any yeah, what's special up with going you guys? on? I mean, are you doing any? Uh, you got any projects on the bench, or are you just packing up town? So I do have some really big um, things that I'm working on. I do have a couple of collaborations, a couple that I've set up, Ooh. but I don't really want to get into them until you know. There's no sense in getting something started and then having to pack it up and move it, you know. So that's what she said. Yeah, I see. So it's have just you guys on hold? What What do you got going on down in Florida, there, housework? You still packing and shipping? Um, we we got caught up for the most part. We may, might have like ten or twelve orders left on the list, and you know those nice. are just like now daily, you know, rotating orders yeah. that we get. Um. Right now, I'm finalizing all the design changes. I've sent off the, I've sent off the final DXFs to the laser cutting people. So for the forge, so okay. I made I made like a couple more. I, I just wasn't happy with the design. I just went heads down yeah. again and made a couple of changes that I think are really going to make a huge difference in the longevity of the forge. Excellent. So. Um, yeah. Well, let's so, talk mean, about it a little bit. Like, is there something that you can reveal that you did different? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the opening where the steel is on the face, so like where you put the, you know, the chamber is, and the there's mouth. A, there's the mouth of the forge. There, there used to be steel that would ride right up to the edge of that opening, and uh. what we learned was, you know, after a lot of use, that that plate steel will decarb and warp. Yeah, it gets hot and then it starts to warp out and it's pointless at that point because it just starts to warp and it gets ugly and it's your you doors know, won't apart. close. Right. Probably. And- yeah, exactly. So I made another iteration where I pushed that opening out wider, uh, like not just like a half inch. You know, I was like, well, I'll just do a half inch. And we didn't experience the same thing. It's definitely better. It, it works yeah. better. But I, I went ahead and pushed it out another inch. 
and oh, wow. that is the so there's a lot of fire brick exposed on the face but after doing a ton of research and you know looking into like how people have their their setups like guys like 5050 forge for instance like his his fire his uh forge is basically fire brick that's just like an angle iron and yeah. if you look back at his iterations of that forge, I mean, they're all exposed fire brick. There's nothing really holding that together. He just keeps taking steel away and taking steel away. And, well, yeah. yeah, because, you know, he just knows that the more sure. steel that's anywhere near that that heat, it's going to disintegrate. And he's a Makes production sense. knife maker and yep. production Damascus maker. I mean, the guy's using his forge all day, almost every day. Yep. And, you know, so just going and looking at that type of style... I didn't personally want to do that because I want this thing to be robust. I want them to be moved around. I want the risk of damaging those fire bricks to be minimal. Yeah. So that's yeah. why there's the steel cage around all of it. Well, you know, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat, but this, the, the way that I've come up with this version of it now, I feel like, yeah, we can go into production with this because we've run it. We know it works. It's, you know, yeah. it's just a solid machine and, um, the the fire or the uh, ribbon burner production has been just great. We've not run into good, any issues. Good. We've been um, got we've, that we've process shipped one. pinned down. Oh, the process is yeah golden. It really works. And we also shipped one out to the UK to a guy who Ooh. makes. Get this. There's a guy on Instagram. His name is Woots Militaria, and all oh. he does is make Woots steel. Wow. And nice. he. Up my ass, you know, I I shouldn't say it like that, but, you know, he's up my ass a lot. Like, hey, can I get one of your ribbon bars? I'm like, ah, you know, it's an imperial thread on the thing. And right, right, send right. it over to you and you're going to have to convert it. And then, you know, if something doesn't go right and you're making woots with it or whatever. And I, I'm like, and then you want to send it back to me in the cot. Like, I was just kind of like poo-pooing all over it. And he's yeah. like, you know what, man, just, you know, charge me whatever send it over so i did and this okay. guy's making fucking woots steel Woo! with our ribbon burners woots, and i'm like jesus is. that's Brian, amazing shit man tell me you put your logo all over that thing so that i did yes it's okay, got good, standard good. hm logos on the outside of it and, and the they they're very prominent on it so yeah nice. and he actually made his own version of an apollo forge so okay you know he you know, took photo my photos, looked or at the photos, kind of, yeah, yeah, made his own version of it. And, <laughs> it's the first uh, time ever anyone's ever done that to one of your designs, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Next and thing you so, know, you check his website, baby. Them fuckers will be for sale. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even worry about it. this guy. Is he's really all he really wants to do is make wood steel. That's his entire yeah. Instagram feed. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's really cool to watch you the know, roots, baby, happening. the roots. The roots of woots. So roots um, of woots. So I have been today. Well, recently, a couple of like secret projects I'm working on in regards to the Apollo, and then um, I just finished Kim Mitchell, uh, the bl the bladed broad. I don't know if you guys know yep. Kim. Yeah, uh, we built her a revolution like before I got sick. Before I got shingles, I built most of it anyway. And then um, got sick and set that project aside. Well, I just finished that for her. So we're sending her a Gen 4. We call it the Gen 4.5 because it's a Gen 4 converted to 5. So it's, okay. you know, Gen 4 frame with Gen 5, everything else. Yep. So we're making that and shipping that out to her this week. 
Very cool. And just like balls to the walls with, you know, now it's a big push for 23 because it's going to be our biggest year yet. Housemaid is going to push. We're going to, we're going to just beat our numbers from last year and we're going to just attack systematically attack the market like we would want to be sold to meaning doing projects that are inspiring to the community helping people make knives easier and also we will be releasing two projects this year that are completely like different than what we normally would release i have to ask the two projects does that include the apollo forge uh no. So there's Ooh, there's, there's two Ooh, like really cool things on the horizon that we're working on and they're like I feel like they're going to be a game changer for the knife making industry. It's just oh, like boy. nobody finally, has done uh, this. This is going to be perfected. the thing that everybody fucking steals and yeah. it's okay and whatever but it we It takes a long time to perfect those uh shop crocs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got my steel toe flip-flops on and I wear them every day. <laughs> with the uh what was it with the the little cones to catch all the fucking hot embers. Oh right, right. <laughs> the right. funnels. The funnels. The, the, the spark funnels. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. Oh man, yeah. So oh. yeah, big things are coming this year. Nice. I think 2020 is going to be an awesome year and you know every i hear all this like rattling around about recession talk and all of this come on here's what i'm going to here's what i'm going to say uh there might be a recession because the stock market says there is but guess what the maker market is not in a recession the makers are busier is strong ever strong and busy if you look at how many people fucking killed it this year yeah during the holiday season in 22 let that be an indicator yeah. i called it by the way right yeah. around this time last year yeah. i said this that 22 was going to be a huge year even though the stock market everybody was, oh boo-hoo i lost my stock market money yeah. you know what i've the Man. best investment i've ever made was in myself and in tooling tools and yeah. i've turned all that around to make money so you know what? Um, pulling all my money out of the stock market, and we're gonna buy some more friggin' tools. And we're gonna mark my words: out. in ten years, we will not hear the phrase uh, "trade gap." We will not have that problem. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm hearing more. Well, being being home and around that area, you know, where your parents know everybody's kids and all this other shit, I've heard of more kids teenagers, high schoolers graduating uh, that are either just taking a year to figure out what they really want to do or they're actively pursuing a trade. I mean, it was probably 20 different people that I heard about in the past several weeks where either their kids or the kids themselves told me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to really look at plumbing or I'm going to really look at elect, you know, doing electrical work and not electrical engineer, you know, uh, just actually go learn how to be a damn electrician. And I, I think it's, it's shifting and it's, uh, we may, we may never see manufacturing at the level that we used to have it. And that's probably okay, honestly. Um, but I think people are catching on, you know, 
dudes going to work in suits making 80 grand a year and guys with plumbers crack making 120 grand a year, you know, or or a welder too. Yeah. Welding. A lot of these welding guys are, you know, after about 10 years, they're making 150 grand a year fabricating stuff, working eight hour shifts, you know, and the tech boom is over, baby. The tech, tech boom's over. I think our generation is really sick and tired of cheap goods and shitty services and shitty customer service. And I'll tell you, man, the generations below us don't, they, you know, we were, I I know Ben and I share, we're close in age. So we know what it's like to like know what quality looked like and then what it looked like when it was taken away from us. And then, you know, so we had all this over all these overseas goods coming over and all these people, I, you know, Christmas time is a great example of this because our kids, you know, we buy them stuff from like the dollar store and five and below and stuff. They usually get like one big gift or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, they like to open presents. They're young and they want to do that and all of that. But 95% of that stuff ends up in the trash. Yeah. And it, fuck and yeah. It, to me, I think like that's, it's part of the experience of Christmas or whatever, but even myself, like the things that I, you know, really want, are not something someone would give me for Christmas. And it's because I don't value, you know, opening up a $5 present that, you know, is going to not, you know, doesn't do anything or what. I don't know to me, but I see all these other people going, Hey, I would spend $150 with another maker to support their work and to give somebody something super unique for Christmas. And those people value that thing yeah. that was purchased was it uh cory from odyssey cnc i saw he he bought three different three things from three different you know one thing from three different makers and he said sure. so starting a new tradition he's like every year i'm gonna buy at least three things from other makers in the community and i just thought man that's i wish i'd have thought of that you know and there's still time i still could and i still pr- probably will but um there's so many people making so much cool shit and useful, helpful shit. It's unbelievable. You know, yes. uh, I can remember, um, are you guys familiar with the tool called the restorer? It's a, um, that, uh, that thing they put on drum. Like a grind. It's like a drum grinder that yeah, like, it, yeah. it takes rust off of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The guy. So when that first came out, I chatted with the dude, um, and, uh, was going to have him present to my little maker club at the school, you know, just to show kids, Hey, this guy invented a tool, brought it to market, sold it to Porter, at least Porter cable craftsman. And I think one or two other labels. Right. Um, and I remember at the time, this was probably only five years ago. That was not very common at that point. Right. Whereas today, it's becoming very common for someone to, you know, look at Izzy Swan as an example, right? Izzy has so many fucking good ideas and he's now selling ideas to woodpeckers, to, uh, you know, other uh, well-known brands in the industry. And it, it's happening. The, the shift is there, right? It's, I think people, it's easy to overlook it, right? You can come up with a damn good idea. You can build a prototype, you can sell it yourself, or odds are you could sell it to a well-known label. Um, And I think it's cool. The Restorer guy actually now has 
pulled back all of his uh, other versions and now he's selling it under his own label. Wow. And so I, I don't believe it's now, uh, I don't think you can buy a Porter cable or other version. I think it's just the restorer itself and he's doing his own fulfillment production and everything else. It's, it's just, wow. the market is ripe, you know, ripe for the picking. And it's, it's pretty it's fucking never been cool. a greater time to be a maker or make things and, yeah. or be a product designer. You can get in front of people like you never could before. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, but, uh, anyway, so in moving on in the show, we are what we're somewhere at the 40 minute mark. Yeah. 40 minute. And 40 minute mark. I'd like to jump into WFI projects because there's so much happening over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you guys want to pull that up and thank you to everyone who has contributed to WFI projects, it's a part, um, that was a, um, a brainchild of Brian Cone of B Cone knives. And it now there are 9,249 contributions to that hashtag. And every single one of them is somebody who has listened to the podcast at one time and then, Use the hashtag on Instagram, WFI Projects. And it's so cool to watch, not just watch what pops up on there, but also the evolution of what is happening with our, our listenership. And so yeah. lots of makers Man. jump in there, and you can feels, too. So hashtag feels so WFI good. Projects. It does, doesn't it, bro? It truly yeah. feels so cool <clears throat> that you guys have really run away with this idea um, yeah, it just it, it it's very fulfilling to me. Thank you guys. I'll go ahead and do the first one. Brian Hooten from Hooten Knives. You gotta go check him out. We talk about him all the time, but he's been rocking out these little itty bitty like they almost look yeah. like little scalpel or like shop scalpel knives. But this but one in longer. particular, but this one in particular has a nice long like almost like a pencil handle, so it'd be really easy to like throw in a pocket or something like one of those shirt pocket situations. But um, yeah, it's it's looks like it's one of those um, the harpoon clips, and it's got a blue handle. And I, I I've now commented this a couple times. He needs to start calling these things the baby hoot, because I feel yeah. like it's it's just the perfect name for these little itty bitty like shop scalpel type things. But and where there's it, more than one together, they become hooters. Hey, <laughs> we actually have one of those in our shop. Dude, yeah. Really? Hooters? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hooters? Hooters? No, <laughs> no, the knife, the knife. Okay. Be- right. uh, because uh, Brent bought one from Brian for Sarah's birthday oh, in wow. September. Yeah, so and it's a great little knife, super clean work. Yeah, Brian does awesome stuff, and the handle materials from GL Hansen and Sons. Yep, right the here G in Carter. Idaho. Also, hey, uh, I wanted to bring yeah. up uh, Ball Buster Extraordinaire Super Damn. Tech 550. That's Jacob Schumacher. Um, I ran into him at Blade, <clears> and, <throat> and uh, I didn't recognize him, but he's busted my balls numerous times on Facebook and Instagram, and he thought it was hilarious. He is building a um, a welding fabrication table, and I, I don't know I think where he kids got are this it. one. Well, it looks like his kids are helping. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that, awesome. They def, yeah, they, and he's got this. Uh, <clears throat> he's building out his shop. He's doing really cool stuff. So you're not following Super Tech 550. That's Jacob Schumacher. He only has get this 420 followers. On 421, baby. 421 now, thanks to Ben. And Jacob is a hell of a guy, um, and uh, a, a good guy to to follow on Instagram. <clears throat> and his journey is just inspiring. So. 
Go check nice. them out. Our buddy, the Abstract Blacksmith, is making some really cool roses. <clears throat> but what I noticed is the old Ford tractor in the background there. <laughs> That's a pretty nostalgic uh, view. I believe it's a Ford. It sure looks like it. We had an old Ford tractor similar to that when I was a kid. And uh, I was always the tractor driver. And it was a bitch because it didn't have any power steering, you know. So you, <laughs> you had to use the, the dual brake system on some of them old. And even the newer tractors, you can brake just the right or the left to help you turn to, you know, make a, a quick 180 to go back down the row. But either it way. It could be a Ford there, Ben. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it could be an Alice Chalmers. Oh, it could be. Yep. With the yep, color yep. that it is. That's But that Ford did that <clears throat> that color, too. So, yeah, uh, we had, Lando, uh, let us know uh, somewhere how we would find out what kind of tractor that is. Different is the muffler system there, which looks aftermarket. But <laughs> either way. Great work on the roses. They are they are exquisite. Exquisite. I've got, I've got to call out Matthew Berger, B E R G E R's blades. So Berger's blades. I, I'm sure I'm not sure if that's actually how it's said, but it, that's what it seems like it is to me. But anyway, so he is making or he's made this chef knife, nice uh, forge on forge scale up on the top. But here's something that is really unique. He took the black pearl one inch strips and he he, he uh, stacked them with white G10 cut to the same size, laminated them all together, and then cut it cut it diagonally or not diagonally, but like cross cut them so that basically he made this handle that looks very reminiscent to like Beetlejuice, that white nice. and black stri- oh. stripes. Super super cool. Really well done. I love. Honestly, I've I've. Haven't seen anyone use that black pearl in that way. That's a really cool way to use it. That's cool. <clears throat> Very soon, uh, Burger's blades will all be made using a Revolution grinder. He bought into the Revolution project this year. So nice. Yeah. Whip more knives with this cleaver. That that is a serious cleaver. What I don't. It's eight six eight six seven zero cleaver. Does that is. I'm obviously ignorant, but is that a spe- special type of cleaver? 8670? I guess 8670 I is the steel. Steel, okay. That he used. Yep. Yeah. Really cool. Cuts potatoes well. <laughs> there you go. I, uh, I wanted to shout out somebody who I've not seen on WFI projects before. Graham underscore manufacturing. He's making these... That. These yeah. goat skull surrounded by a ring of cherry blossoms, and I'm assuming these are trivets or yeah or coasters. Uh, coasters. Or, yeah, 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 something along that. And I can't tell if he's slate. yeah. I've seen people laser slate like that. I don't That's know if he's, he's doing lasering That's it or exactly what. what I th- it's got to be a laser. But Graham, good stuff. We love it. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm, you know me. I always like to pull out the non knife making stuff sometimes yeah, because it's super interesting. So, well, let me pull it right back to knife making. Neil, <laughs> Neil over at Maximus Knives. <laughs> we have been talking about this uh, Max Grip um, contraption. He's been doing this attachment to your anvil, and he's got a video out on his Instagram right now where he's just showing it. It's a, it's just a top down time lapse where he's doing a bunch of knives in a row. And you can see just how quickly you can take that knife out of the forge, line it up, 
hit it with the hammer and move on to the next one because every single time comes out perfect. It's a really good, it's a really, really nice setup, and I'm surprised that more people haven't bought them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're we're in discussion of doing a distribution deal Hell yeah. on those. So we're we're working on it. It's a lot of it's you know, with any product that you release, um, you know, it I always approach it I always want to approach it with the best foot possible, you know, to make sure that the launch goes well. Well let me tell you Y'all need to get hurried up on that because he's another one of those guys <laughs> that started 2023 on a wrong foot because he's he's in a I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but he's had some pretty big things happen and personally that has put him in a pretty rough situation. So mm. we, we need well, to support this guy. Let's let's get these things going. We're working on it. And, you know, we just have to we have to make sure that we approach it the right way so that uh, for maximum efficiency, business. Oh, yeah. Efficiency, oh, so yeah. Maximum. Important. Maximum. Oh, um, hold on. I'm yeah. not like pushing, pushing you, Brian. I'm pushing the, the people listening. Let's go ahead and support them. Let's let's get these uh, max. Parts. Help a brother out. <laughs> That's hey, let's right. uh, right. let, let's talk leather work. And uh, our man Moonshine did. I'm telling you what. I'm just gonna fucking hang up my leather working tools because I'm Are you just gonna at the wallets, the wallets, the watch bands, the fucking turkey slings. The I did mean, you, did you notice the the driver's licenses that he has in his yes, wallet for yes. the photos? It's McLovin. Uh-huh, and, yep. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know if that's Coolio or whoever the yep. hell that other. I've seen is. those. You can actually buy, yeah, because <laughs> you know you can buy just like plain Jane black ones. But yeah, there's some pretty funny shit out there. But he just is. makes some phenomenal stuff, man. Honestly, just um, it, when you know you look at the watch bands in particular, uh, the detail work on one of those things alone is just a royal pain in the ass. And he just makes it look easy, you know, and he's, he's cranking shit out. It's really impressive. Just a great, great leather worker. Faux show. And then uh, our boy over at 118 blades. I'm just going to pull this up, but Man, yeah, go ahead. Good stuff. Huh? These, um, what are they? Friction folders? Uh, I was going to talk about his pizza cutter. I don't I know haven't if I gotten saw a pizza there cutter yet. He I made, dug a little that deeper. Damn thing is cool as shit. I haven't gotten there yet, but either way, he's making some great shit. I mean, I feel like Mark has like just turned this corner, and uh, I mean, he's always had it, but just the stuff he's putting out now is top notch, baby. I've noticed the same thing about Mark. It, it, yeah. For a while, he didn't really produce like a whole lot. I mean, he was making things and learning, right. and then all of a sudden, it was like bang! It's like, Here I am, knives, friction folders, boom, boom, yep. boom. Yeah. Yep. And uh, just uh, shot out of a cannon. So, Mark, we see you. We recognize you. Keep making, brother. It's awesome. I want to yeah. shout out uh, Trox Claire underscore custom underscore cutlery out of new orleans nolens louisiana nolens louisiana and uh to this day he has 526 followers go out and give him a follow he made a really awesome wrought iron and 26 c3 bunker and Ooh. if you've ever tried to forge weld wrought iron even to itself you know how difficult it is let alone uh, trying to uh, forge weld it to another type of steel like 26C3. Dude, yeah. bro, amazing work, really? amazing stuff. So well done. Germs, Germs Metalworks. Have you guys seen this dude? Oh, my Feather. God. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck me running. That is 
just gorgeous and his feed's full of it check him out uh germs metalworks all one word he listens to the podcast faithfully and whenever we shout him out he always sends me a nice message he's like one of the nicest guys ever yeah i love his logo too it's pretty cool yeah yeah dude his work is amazing is amazing all right all right anything else you want to shout out before i shut down wfi projects and move on to patreon no i got one thing to bring up okay go ahead one thing bro have you guys fucked around with this chat gpt thing at all a little bit no i have a little bit fuck me dude it is insanity So the little bit of time I spent on the internet over the holidays was was spent with Chat GPT, and for those that don't know, basically it's a um, it's a conversational artificial intelligence model that you can pretty much ask for, from my experience fucking anything, and it will tell you how to do it or what it is or whatever. Um, as a as an example, right? Well, I sent you guys uh, a little snippet, but I just said, you know, uh, write me a script for a YouTube video on how to cut, how to hand cut dovetails, and the fucking thing cranks it out, you know, and arguably not a thing wrong with the instructions. <laughs> I mean, just nailed it. And then Jack and I were playing with it this morning. Um, he's got this future cities thing where they design a city 20 years in the future. And it's like a competition thing. And he wants to incorporate an Arduino into their model to have it do different things when someone interacts with the model. Well, chat GPT was initially designed for programmers. And so it speaks several different programming languages and you can ask it in plain text Like, for example, we said, um, write an Arduino script to turn on an LED light when a button is pushed. Just really fucking simple, right? Ten seconds later, this thing spits out your Arduino script. And it's functional. (laughs) And it's functional. Yes, functional. We, we, We sent it to the Arduino. Had the, you know, it tells you what pin to put the LED in. It tells you what pin to put the the button in. And Bob's your uncle. The fucking thing works. So then we step it up some, right? And we added an RFID uh, chip to it so that you had to actually uh, use the RFID chip, you know, like you do with your credit card. You hold it up to the thing and it goes bling or unlock a door or whatever. Well, to use that, you actually have to import a library to the code. So I was like, eh, it might might not be able to do this, you know. Well, no fucking problem, man. The thing pulled the uh pulled the library in for the fucking RFID. It pulled it all together. Here's your code. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So then I was fucking around and uh <clears throat> I was watching a bunch of YouTube shit uh last night on it. You combine ChatGPT with one of these um, art AI art things, you know, that everybody's all up in arms about. And uh, the, the example this guy had on a YouTube video is he's like, these two tools are built to build web-enabled things, right? So he's like, I built my entire website using these two AI models. So he asked the art, the AI art model to design a website to sell sneakers. Get out of here. (laughs) 
and it designed the fucking website. I mean, unbelievable. And he's like, the first version came out and he's like, make it a little more edgy. Spits it back to the model and it flips it around, gives them three different examples that are a little more, you know, flashy and whatever else. And he's like, tone down the color. And it toned down the color. I'm like, this is fucking insane, dude. It is fucking insane. You know, for all of those people that spent so much money to go to college to do exactly what these things can do now, I feel bad. Dude. Because now they're like, they're obsolete. Your your entire job is obsolete. The future of uh, the future of programming in my mind. I mean, I've, I've written a lot of code, right. And I've sat in a lot of meetings uh, where people are, you know, we're working through a sprint or something like that. And we're, we're describing functionality that would then go back. And over the course of a week, coders would write code to build that functionality. Basically with this chat GPT, give it a year you know, as it grows and expands and everything else. And you'll literally be able to feed your functionality to this thing. And in 10 seconds or less, it'll give you the code. It's unreal. Jesus. It is un fucking real. That makes me so thankful that I went into knife making because people are yeah. going to pay for art that's yeah. handmade no matter what. Well, yeah. Well, Jesus. So, so I started thinking that, you know, how, how, I think there's a marriage between some of this, right? Everybody's up in arms against AI art. And certainly I, you know, I can see that. Yes. Um, I saw something where AI art, all it was doing is just compiling a bunch of different things on the website. Some things that it didn't, that are copyrighted. Yes. And basically it's just, you know, mashing them together and making a conglomeration. Absolutely. You can still see like key, key things from, copyrighted things and that's where i think it's going to get in trouble that's where it's going to get weird i i was reading uh for as an example with this chat gpt that professors and high school teachers are having to feed term papers and shit through ai uh sensors or whatever to see like did ai write this term paper wow because <laughs> literally like i said i I've, I have, I've probably asked it a thousand different things ranging from knife making to woodworking to programming to the weather, you name it. And it just fucking gives you a good answer on everything. And it's contextual, which is crazy to me. So it remembers your conversation just like a human would. So when, you know, you might say, here's a snippet of code, it's not working. Uh, Tell me how to fix it. And it will then ask you a question and it'll say, well, it's kind of hard. I need a little bit more context. What is this code supposed to do? What do you, you know, it's like, it's like talking to a fucking genius. (laughs) See, here's the thing. Like, you know, the way that I, of course, I am a numbskull when it comes to computers in general. So like take what I say with a giant grain of salt, but I feel like just figuring out how to write the code is kind of like profiling knives. It's kind of the monkey work that, you know, you don't necessarily have to do by hand to like, there's yeah. no, there's no art to it. There's no, there's just, yeah. you know, you have to know all of the right buttons to push and get them in the right order. Where yeah. I it's feel like, like speaking this another language. Going, yeah. It yeah. is speaking another language, but like, you know, I can see where that just gets automated and that's fine, but yeah. there's still going to need, man, that's still a shit ton of jobs that are going to be lost. Well, I think Man, for the standard run of the mill, for the standard run of the mill stuff, yes, you know, web web design. I think you'll start seeing it 
uh, flow into things like Squarespace and Shopify and stuff like that, where it becomes even easier to make killer fucking websites, right? That, that might be the first place you see it bleed through. The The other probably largest industry that it's going to affect is the customer support industry, right? Instead of, um, instead of chatting with somebody over the phone, you chat with this uh, chat bot basically. Um, and then it's one of my favorite things ever been. Oh it's yeah. It's getting, lovely. It's stuck in a loop with some it's computer. Lovely. Yeah. But I this I, one, for this one English. may not. That's what's crazy though, is this one, you know, there was people combining it with, um, uh, text reader, you know, what are they like of uh, uh, text to speech? And now they've gotten, so chat GPT has four models or five models. One of them is a um, uh, uh, text-to-speech and speech-to-text. And they have fed it some ungodly amount of samples to suss out things like accents and dialects and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's obviously it's been in the works for a while. This is what I want to do. I want to get two of these machines and make it talk to itself. Make it fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know where that conversation yeah. goes. Well, what's Somehow cool to we're me. we're all going to end up dead. If right. I, I <laughs> yeah. just know it. We're all, yeah. The AI is going to become aware. But uh, yeah. all right. As Check much as I love the conversation yep. about the, the AI. We I are wanna, Yep. Yeah. We want to, uh, we want to start to um, shift gears into the after show. Shift and it, baby. if you would like to, um, uh, get in on the after show you can do that by becoming a patron go to patreon.com forward slash work for it we have one new patron this month and that's joe naylor joe has uh supported our work at housemade for years he's built a revolution and he's just a he's a mouthpiece for us on social media and just shares a lot and he's just Welcome a good to guy the party joe uh, yep joe naylor uh florida and also sent me a Sportster tank for my Sportster. No cost to me. Just just sent it to me for free. Thanks, Joe. Wow. Um, I haven't, you know, I'm still working on the motorcycle. Yeah, we got to so talk about that you know. next uh, next show. Really yeah, but it, it's been sitting here. Or we, after show, yeah. maybe. Yeah, mm -hmm. we could do that. And in the after show, we are um, probably going to... You know, guys, what are we going to talk about in the after show? Well, I'm let, drawing a blank here. Let's let Ben think about it. Brian, you have or maybe been... we have a message. Do we have a Hold question? On. Hold on. You got Brian. You skipped all over the dad joke. You've been sharing so many dad oh, jokes on your fucking feed. tuba. We need the dad, tuba, dad, man. Dad that. Oh, I've got one that's very apropos. This, this is this is a great one. All right. You guys ready for this? Go for it. I have lost all confidence in the people in New York City in Times Square, who run the New Year's Eve party. Why is that? They always drop the ball. <laughs> hey, here's a question. Where do all those motherfuckers piss? On the ground. When they're, Trust when me, they're there. <laughs> On the ground. I mean, yeah. I went to, yeah, a million uh, people I went one to see the Groundhog in Punxsutawney one year when I was in college. And that was back when up on Gobbler's Knob, they call it, they had the fucking party of the year, baby. <laughs> of all names, right? The Gobbler's fucking Knob. <laughs> I love we, that movie, by the way. We partied all fucking night. And yep, we all pissed on each other the whole evening. Ugh. It was Ugh. disgusting. 
Well, that's what we're going to talk about in the after show. Let's end it there, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking through the questions. I'm (laughs) back. I'm trying to read questions on Patreon right now, but it's very difficult. So if you want to hear us discuss something on the after show, we are in a deficit of questions. If you'd like a taste Um, of Gobbler's Knob. Yes. Yes, and so go on there and send us a message through Patreon if you'd like to hear a topic, um, and we will discuss it. This week, we have nothing to discuss other than gobbling knobs and Ben being pissed on, so you know, who gobs. knows what's going to happen in the after show. And we appreciate you guys for working so hard and listening to our show, sharing it, and supporting us through Patreon, supporting by listening. It's a huge, huge help. To what we yeah. have going on, which is, by the way, to inspire a whole new generation of people to get out there and actually work for it. So anyway, guys, I appreciate you so very much. And then this first year, 2023, I'm going to I'm going to call it right now that 2023 is going to be the year we bring even more people into the work for it fold. I oh, just yeah. know it. And I think we're going to do great things this year. So, gentlemen, stuff. appreciate you. Have an awesome working week ahead, and on to the after show. Let's get it. Nailed it! Nailed it! Nailed it! We did it.